It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. Tell me something good. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders, um, that, of course, everyone's read in hardcover and paperback and audio book. And we are already to number 64. Hard to believe, Steve Nuttleberg, but you made it 64 times around this trip. Well, you know, he put Jerry Kramer to me. It's a Beatles song. When I'm 64. And you're, yes. Right, so your podcast can sing along with the Beatles today. Absolutely. So yeah. it's the Beatles and Shaka Khan. And, and, and Shaka Khan. So boy, that, what a mashup that would be. How about that? What a mashup that would be. Introduce us to your guests, please. It's your podcast. I am merely air traffic control. <laughs> As I got in the you email like earlier today where you asked, do I even need to be here today? You do such a good job. Well, I do. I really do. I really do. Every guest no. that leaves mm-hmm. says, man, he's really good. And then they say to me, why is Steve even here? And I, I go, it's his show. It's his show. I'm <laughs> so just... I'm just, uh, so we're letting you know publicly that Kenny and I are breaking off and doing our own show. Yep, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> As well you should. As so well let, should. let me introduce this wonderful lady that's to my left. She's been friends of mine for a long time, uh, not long enough. Um, we have been in business together. She's helped my agency when we had the agency. She's helped a bunch of different clients of ours. Mm-hmm. I love her. Duray Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled. She is the queen of uh, PR, and so she's here to tell us her story, um, what's happening to PR, which we had a great dialogue about the struggle that uh, that, along with other categories, but specifically that category, is having and how she's combating it and growing and doing some great stuff. And, so uh, you perceive a struggle in the public relations sector, Steve? Is that what you're telling similar us? Similar to media, similar to, similar really? to telecom. It's really? Every business is being disrupted. Uh, that one probably well, changing and, and transforming for sure. But Dory, explain a little bit. Steve tells us is that, is that real? Is there a struggle in the PR game? It is because journalism is not what it was. Mm-hmm. So the universe of people that you can go to smaller and smaller by the second in terms of traditional media. So in some ways it's been great because with online and bloggers and influencers, that's like a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. Certainly what we do every day. But the traditional media is really declining. Newspapers, magazines, I mean, you can see it yourself just as a consumer. So there's less and less traditional media that we can go to. Because there's more digital media, non-traditional media, social media, influencers. Um, There's as many outlets, there's more outlets. They're just not the old buildings that you used to have someone on the inside that was a writer or an editor for. Yeah, and, and remember, PR is the third-party endorsement mm-hmm. of your good or your service or your charity or whatever you are. So they're endorsing you. And so some people would debate, but I, I'm still a traditional old PR person. I love it. I've <laughs> been doing it for a lot of decades. But you you can't exactly measure a, let's say, New York Times or Wall Street Journal article. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve, you, you know I, what I'm talking I about. I do know, and that's why I, I agree with you that I think people undervalue when that happens, it's okay if you tell me something or Shay tells me something, mm-hmm. but when you see it in a credible, you know, uh, landscape, it totally works. Definitely, and it's the content because that's what we're all struggling with now is creating that content. So if you get that 
amazing newspaper hit or, you know, something online or whatever it may be, you can repackage that. I mean, you do a great job of repackaging all of your stuff on social. Yeah, people stuff. say some good stuff about us. You're pe- repackaging your stuff. <laughs> um, and, and it's all about that content. So it gives you that content to be able to repackage it and share it and, and leverage it. Because at the end of the day, somebody else is calling your good, your service, whatever, that it's great. And you definitely want to make sure that you're sharing that multiple times. And then you're a quoted expert in media. And so it, it just gives you so many arms and legs to really maximize that content because that's really what we're talking about. So, so maybe define, I'm not sure everyone understands the difference between sales, Thank advertising you. versus marketing yep. versus PR. I, I, I think there's a large portion of people who read the book, who sell, who are um, listening to the podcast that maybe don't know the difference between advertising, marketing, and public relations. According to you, the veteran in this game, <laughs> please explain, as you could, each of those three factors which makes up that overall pie. Sure. So all the clients want to tie PR to sales, and that's a, that's a tough thing Dangerous to do. Slope. Yes. We, we don't do it. Yes, PR is a halo. It will help your efforts. Again, if you're repackaging that content, mm-hmm. it will help your sales team and your sales efforts. what's effort. PR versus advertising versus marketing? Okay, so PR versus advertising, you're paying for advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PR is it's a third-party endorsement with no monies. You're not paying the person. Right. So it's, 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 it's pure, right? It's pure editorial mm-hmm. that somebody is coming in and saying, your restaurant is great, your business is fabulous, that you're wonderful, that you're right. an expert in what you do. And so it's very pure in that respect. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say in the last you know five to ten years, it's all blurring because you probably see things like, Sponsored content, mm-hmm. and when you which see that upside, like, which looks like, <laughs> right. so it's become right. you know there used to be a very big division of what we used to call church and state, right? right? So the publishers and the people on the advertising side were not involved with editorial, but that's all changed. Oh. So in an effort to keep these institutions alive, they've had to get creative mm-hmm. with selling sponsored content, and um, on, on the social media side, they call them handshakes. So if you're working with a daily newspaper mm-hmm. and you want to buy a social media post, they call them handshakes, which I, I love oh, that. Wow. I think I that's a cool. That, but that's I think cool. that's a cool terminology where they call it a handshake. Mm-hmm. But it still says it's sponsored content. It's an ad. Right. And even with the influencers that you may see a while ago, and you may have read about this, it was in the news that there were a lot of celebrities. Kim Kardashian, DJ Khaled, they got into some issues with mm-hmm. the FTC by not disclosing. Hashtag ad. Yes, hashtag ad and sponsored and all of that. So now you see that a lot more um, so that it is a very clear that this is a, a paid relationship. But it's a new frontier, and all these symptoms of the new frontier are very confusing to the people who used to make decisions on buying advertising, buying PR you know, sales team, sales leaders are completely... But you're not you know, buying PR, though. That, I mean, right? Well, I mean, well, you're buying a resource. You're, you're, you're buying someone to provide you PR. Resource. Right. right. Just not the actual uh, content distribution. Which, for, for my world, how it, how it relates, I deal with sales leaders, CEOs that want to be sales-minded. I still recommend that the company have somebody professional tell their story. Because mm. most companies don't do a good job of that. I'm telling their own story. They don't do a good job right. of it. And that's, and that's really in. where you come right. in. I'm working with the salespeople. I want what story the company's telling to filter through the salespeople. Right. If they don't have that, they're like battling with one arm. So. And, and, and it's also we come in and we craft that story. I mean. It's the story yeah. that we pitch to media. And 
it's also very similar to a lot of what the salespeople will use Correct. to pitch sales mm-hmm. um, and to get dollars from from their potential clients. So it it is very connected. And I would say that while traditional PR is the old school third party endorsement on a daily basis, many times an hour. We are still dealing with, as I called, handshakes or sponsored content. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yesterday I was on the phone with you know, a, very, a very big daily newspaper that is launching a whole new initiative that is paid for, but it has sponsored content. And guess who has to write the sponsored content? It's not going to be, meaning me. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean. So wow. the client's so it, not going to write it. It's so. as though you're buying advertising. But it's not the newspaper doing it. They're Correct. pushing it out. So right. companies will get but you say the, line, the lines are blurred. The lines are incredibly blurred. Let's take a look here, for example. We do this podcast, as people know, from the ESPN West Palm Studios. ESPN globally purchased the UFC, right, television right. broadcast rights. The UFC is owned by William Morris Endeavor. They bought it for $4.3 billion. ESPN started covering the UFC more as they began to negotiate broadcast rights. And then mm. when they bought the broadcast <laughs> rights, they're now covering it as though it is... This is a major fight card on Saturday night. This is the epicenter of sports. Stephen A. Smith is there. And what I'm trying to say is they have a dog in that fight, the old cliche, a horse in that race. They have invested interest. So as a news organization, they're shining more light, wanting a return on their investment, being ratings and purchase and clicks for their app. So it's a very blurry landscape. It it is, and it's blurred more and more every day, every second, really. And so it's very interesting because we start seeing these proposals come our way for our clients Mm -hmm. or to pitch our clients with it. So we're not salespeople directly, but I will tell you that PR is still about a sale because at the end of the day, the clients that I represent – they want their condo sold. If they're a charity, they want a donation because right. that, that is a, a sale if you yeah. think about it for, for a charity. Of course it is. If you're a restaurant, it's rear ends and seats and eating. And so it, it does affect that, but it's a very dangerous um, exercise to connect that PR is sales. Or when somebody says, oh, we had this great editorial, how many sales did we get? PR is a conduit in a lot of ways. It is, and it, and it tells the story, and it creates that content. And so the question is, once you have that story, what are we doing with it? How are we, re- how are we repackaging it? How are we using it over and over again for a sales team That's on well your said, website, yeah. YouTube, whatever it may be? So it's a, it's a, you know, you've been in the business for a while. Steve, you and I, we see things coming and we're saying, oh, that's different than what we knew it as. And either you adapt to the change or you die. Either, you know, you define it or you adapt to it or you're left behind. But the 2016 presidential election was really decided by you know, a nation on social media that could not discern facts from what they were being sold. They did not. They couldn't separate whether it was paid content, advertorial. Isn't that the case? It, it could be. I mean, I think um, all of these are pieces of a puzzle. They're all ingredients in baking a cake. If she does her job right and the sales team is not forward-facing right mm-hmm. or the rest of the pieces of the puzzle are not working, she's going to get blamed. Right. You know, so it, that's part of what the challenge in businesses, and we were talking about this before, is that clients have zero tolerance. They want have no patience. They want to pay and see results. That's a product Champagne of the world taste on the beer budget. Well, that's the product of the world we live in is everybody wants it yesterday. Right. Nobody, you know, all of a sudden, 
I paid you, and now I want the world to be talking about It has about become an instant gratification nation. Totally. It's ridiculous. It's a book I've been working on for 12 years, except for I never actually wrote it. <laughs> and, you know, our attention spans get shorter. As Internet speeds get really? higher, as sure. Amazon delivers more quickly, as now you can get five different companies to deliver you fast food, there's a drive through Get up. Go drive through the drive through with your lazy Or, or even get out of your car. How get out of your car. Even that. <laughs> but we are an instant creation now, 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 now. We're all Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka and the Chaga Factory. Right. I want the goose of golden lazy. Right. And I want on it right now, it doesn't make your job very easy, and people don't realize necessarily that they need you and your services, but they do. They do. They need I, what you do. And I, I think most people realize that they do need PR, but the definition of what PR is well these said. days. And the other thing you were talking about, baking, and, and my analogy is I have a lot of tools in my toolbox. And I can use my different tools for different things. And so it's not just straight up media, like, it, you know, PR, pitching media, like it was when I first started decades ago. It's a combination of things. And it's that sh- putting that strategy together. And it's different for every client. It's not a one size fits all. And each client gets all of these. And it's a checklist. It's very, very specific to the goals that are identified by the client, by the sales team, whatever it is. And, okay, how are we going to get there? And it's also very different based on the industry as well, too. So the way that we're going to market and, and, and help them sell on the PR side, mm-hmm. a condo is very different than talking about a charity, is very different from a restaurant. And it, it's, it's all or very different. Or a product or a service or good, whatever it may be. It, it, it's very different based on the industry that it's or a law firm, for example, very different. Correct. So we're very lucky that, and I've always, since I, I started in the business, actually at 19 as an intern, um, but I, I <laughs> very long time ago, um, and then I started my company at 24 is when I incorporated, and I was lucky that I had so many years of, of being in the business, even though I was in college, but I was working full-time, and I had these amazing, amazing internships and even full-time jobs before I was out. But I was in so many different industries that it let me learn all these different industries. So people come to me and they say, oh, well, well do you specialize? And I say, no, and I don't want to. I agree. Number one, I would be bored out of my mind if I was doing the same thing. Would it be easier? It would be a heck of a lot easier. It would be a heck of a lot easier. Specialist, sure. It could be, but then it's one-dimensional. It is. I mean, so there are areas that we work in more than others, certainly, and there are new industries and there are growing industries that I've been fascinated by. The CBD industry is insane, is, is yeah. insane. and yeah. so that's an industry that, that we've gotten into. And, I mean, not in my lifetime have I seen a new industry. Of this nature, there there hasn't been anything like this. Well, for you, it was cellular technology. For you, I it was saw it happen, right? I was part of uh, something like didn't exist, and then it existed, and then I was just in Miami Beach at a, a cannabis in, um, <laughs> investment event, and I was looking, and there was a thousand people there for three days who five years ago, none of them were doing that. Right? right. They were all doing something or different. Or knew what the letter so, stood for. But I, I did want to bring up this point before I forget. One of the things I've always admired about you and in your business, and I think is the differentiating factor, and it works across every category, is that you actually get involved and make connections and do, you know, and that's, that's where... That's my favorite part. Well, I mean, that's, well, why, I, you know that's why I do what I do. I love the connecting. But that's a very different mentality than people who do PR or sure. people who do advertising or people... You get in the game with your clients. You did with us. You've sure. done it with other people. And that's what I've always been attracted to you is that you listen, you learn, and then you say, who can I introduce you to? Mm-hmm. That's a fascinating strategy to grow business. It's the favorite part of my job. 
It's it's absolutely my favorite favorite part of the job. Is you're, the you're a natural connector and, like me and Steve. And yeah. cross promotionals too, because remember, I mean, at the end of the day, if we want to sell a condo, well, we need to partner with other people to let, let's make it something bigger and better. If we want to do uh, something with a restaurant, let's do a charity fundraiser and help raise funds and get more rear ends and seats and feel good about what we're doing and get more, you know, raise more money for the charity. So. I love it. It's what I do. It's actually what keeps me doing this for so long. And what makes your agency special, well, without a doubt, that you can do that because obviously there's competitors sure. to all of us. And what is that, you know, what used to be um, the added value is really the value now. The PR stuff that you do, the blocking and tackling is the is the regular, you know, okay, you know, I really want that. I want a person that's working with me, for me. You know, around me, it's expected me almost. I, it's I necessary. Think that's what you buy. Before, now, before it was added value, and now it is essential. These essential, you know, to have somebody who is understands your business and is capable of making a game-changing introduction is is, is looking for the symbiotics. Yeah. Is looking for the mutual benefit. And I think I've seen you do it. You yeah, know? and I think that's also again part of the strategy that we bring to the table. It's also who can we connect with, who can we do a cross promotional, who can we partner with, and so. That is all part of that like, overarching strategy. How do we make this happen? How do we? Awesome. Who do we introduce? How do we make this? And you do it. I mean, you happen. do it. You do it well. There was one other question we had a guest a few weeks ago, Heather Monahan, mm-hmm. and she's um, you know fast rising confidence creator. She wrote, um, and she was on, and I had tried to connect with her a couple of times. We're co-authors in a different book, and I have this strategy to reach out to people and have coffee, and she was like, Oh no. I, I'm not having coffee with people I don't know. She, like, said, right. I don't know who this creep yeah. is. You yeah. know? <laughs> so I want you to comment as an attractive female entrepreneur, what's the, you know, what, what, what do you deal with in the world of social media with, you know, like, <laughs> it's all Tinder? or, or it's not just, you know. I, I mean, I think, like anything, you have to do your homework. So we do have a lot of people, and I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. I have a consultant that works with me, and he just can't believe the amount of inbound calls and emails that we get from new potential clients. And so you're still always doing my homework, checking the people out. A lot of times it's asking somebody, hey, do you know this person? What's the deal? So I, I think you have to just be very careful, like anything, and, and really check the person out and see, okay, what what's the scoop? And usually I know somebody who knows this person or I can get. And if you don't, that's a problem in and of itself, <laughs> Correct. right? <laughs> Correct. But, I mean, the other thing, too, is so we just opened an, an office in Aspen. I'm a part-time resident for um, for many years. And so, you know, now we're, we're, we're out west even more. And so knowing people is not as, as, as frequent, even though I've been out there for so long. But we have clients in all over the place. So. Those days of, of knowing somebody who knows somebody, I don't always, but I usually know how to get to somebody who knows them. And so I do think checking those people out, being very careful, and, and just doing your homework. She opened my eyes to a side of it that I didn't realize could be frustrating for somebody who is dealing with someone who has really no business intention at all. I was clear-minded. We had a great conversation mm-hmm. with Heather about that. So I'm glad that you commented on it and have a strategy to deal with it because – um, it you know can be frustrating for 
Well, and just overarching, just the, hey, can I have coffee to pick your brain? That That's just a pet peeve of mine. So mm-hmm. that's a little different than the question that you asked, True. which is just, who is this person? Right. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of, of that. Um, I, I number one, believe it or not, I don't even drink coffee. Um, Me neither. Not yet. Coffee. Not yet. Oh, not my yet. God. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. Who well, needs just, it? I mean, I'm just like this. Um, but, I, I, but, do I drink coffee? <laughs> you know you do. How many cups a day? How many cups a day? So I'll have one uh, caffeinated and then decaf the rest of the day. Okay. So I'll I, get you going. So until martinis. Right. Until and martinis. And then, and then we're good. Which is All good. good with martinis. All yeah. good with martinis. We've had martinis. You're talking about, as a female entrepreneur, there are different challenges because there are people that may pretend that they're interested in doing business with DeRay, where really those same people aren't interested in doing business with you because, as you mentioned to Heather, boss and heels, Right, that right. there's a there, there's there's point. a different right. uh, of wasting my time because you're looking at LinkedIn as a dating site and not as a hey let's get at this again. And that was totally out of left field for me. I I didn't see that one coming, but the more um, I talk about it, the more it is a real problem for you know. They want to waste women. your they want to waste your time. Yeah, as, as so a female anyway, entrepreneur, just, right? Yeah. I, I, listen, there was a tweet a couple of days ago, a week ago, that opened a lot of our eyes from Jamel Hill. And she said, fellas, I know you're trying to be gentlemen um, in a hotel, an elevator, and you ask us what floor, and then you let us exit first. Do us a favor. Punch your first your floor in yourself. Exit first. Walk ahead of us. You're not being rude. And all these wow. men yeah. were like, hey, from go. Scott Van Pelt right. to myself, I never thought of it. Me neither. That's I my point. I never thought of it. This through. I never thought that a woman would ever feel threatened in an elevator by me saying, what floor, so I can punch it in for you, or holding the door and you, after you, sure. when they're dealing with a different set of challenges. Those were common courtesies. Well, that's how you're that right. Are not, right. Right, exactly. I mean, that are no, no longer valid. So, so that plays into what you were thank saying. Thank you for that. You well, and I think also the whole Me Too movement and, and, and all of that. It's, it's funny because I had somebody come to me and say, did, did that ever happen to you? I mean, you've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. And I said... I'm fortunate, no, that it, it, it hasn't, and I, I kind of said, I, I, should I be disappointed? That maybe, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I'm making light of it, and it's not something to make I light agree, of, it's, it, but, but you understand where I was like, and, yeah. and I actually said this, and they were like, well, they just, people know not to mess with you, and I was like, really? I didn't, you know, I've been doing this for so, so long that it's just or there, second nature to There me. may have been references or comments and such, and you're so focused on being a professional, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt, assuming they're also being professional, when really that was not their oh, intent. Yeah, there, I mean, there are always, always comments. That. I mean, I even recently had this, this gentleman client, much older, and he would always say, you're wearing my favorite color. And then I finally learned what it was, and I'm like, let me guess, blonde? And oh, he, because that was what he would he would say uh, constantly. I mean, he was in his late 70s, right, and, gotcha. you know, he was just but like from the old school. behavior, gotcha. You know, it, it, it today in today's world, listen, oh, no it way. can be a, so, a real problem. When when you started your company and, and through the you know those years, you never imagined that um, you know some nineteen uh, year old girl in Ohio would have as much influence as the local newspaper would. The influencer, sure. the Instagram. That that's something I don't think we envisioned, right? That people would be true influencers that weren't celebrities, credible journalists, credible news sources. How now in an age where a PR firm offers social media support and help, do you navigate through the age of influencers? How do you work with That's that? That's a good question. It, it's like a great that. question, and there's not one quick answer, but, again, very carefully and doing the research, navigating who are you working with, 
And it's funny because I don't know if you read this, but in the past week, Instagram, which is Facebook, Mm -hmm. has come out saying that they are considering doing a way to show individuals the amount of likes that you get on a picture because they truly want people to just engage. Or your follower count. And your follower count. So people are flipping out. Yeah, people are obviously flipping out, especially people who have have made that their business. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, it's kind of... Catch-22, I have two kids, and, and for the longest time, they would just follow on Instagram because they don't really know what I do. They know, but they didn't really get it. And, mm-hmm. and in their minds, it was, oh, so you post things for money. I mean, that was kind of what they, what they thought. That was their deduction. That was their deduction wow. was you post things for money. Wow. How, how and, old are these kids? If you well, now they're kids? much older. I mean, this was, you know, this was a while ago. My daughter's now 12, and my son just turned 16. But the perception was that's what you did. You post things on Instagram. Just like the chick that put the thing for Fire Festival and wasn't going anyway, and everybody bought tickets because she's Gigi Hadid. That's right. That's wow. Well, and that's also why you have to check who you're working with. For us, I mean, well, of course, we're sharing like, our clients and, and our own internal exciting things that happen. And so the one cool thing about that is that my kids now can see things that they didn't see before about what I do. And so it, it's been it's been interesting that they will, oh, I saw this really cool article that you were featured in or whatever it may be. So it's kind of cool in that it, it, we have conversations about the clients and about different things. And so there's an educational component to it, I which I think that. is neat. But, but it will always come down to what you wrote about, what you and I share in commonality. Look, I was an influencer before it was a term. I would tell folks about a television show, and you would actually see a bump in the local ratings for the television show. I would talk about the indoor styrofoam radio-controlled UFO. You could buy at Walmart for 19.95, and the Walmart store said, "Can you guys stop talking about it because we're sold out for Port St. Lucie, Fort Pierce, Jupiter, West." You had that power. You were an influencer before, and we weren't being paid to do it. We're just talking on the radio about these things. It is. It's a strange age thereof. But I have female friends who are in their early mid 20s. And I look at their Instagram page. The picture with her boyfriend has 300 likes. Picture of her in a bikini by herself has 3,000 likes. They've been, up, they've been up for the same amount of time. It always comes back to attractive people. And, and dogs. Right? And, and, and dogs. And, and babies. And, things like, and babies. Right. So in an age of everyone is their own global brand, right, your business has always been representing and publicizing brands, organically getting coverage. For this place to be picked up in this magazine, this television, this newspaper, Everyone now has their own brand, and how do you sort that out? Except, and I'm going to say something, and say if I'm right or wrong. The point point I was trying to make was you and I have always believed in authenticity. Correct. Authenticity is everything. Of course. But because of all the shenanigans that go on on social media, Mm -hmm. I think it's moved back to where if you see someone in a magazine or in television, it's much more credible than just... Them doing that it themselves. Right. But again, remember, right. Right. you're going back to that third party right. endorsement, right. and that's at the at the heart of what true public relations is. So, right. I think you need a, a variety of things. Correct. It can't just be yourself well posting said. about yourself. I mean, there needs to be that content and other people focusing you as a boss babe or as a you know whatever. I mean, it just happened to me, which was so nice, and I was flattered. And I was like, I don't even want to share this because I'm a little embarrassed that you know for my own self. I but I realize it's the vehicle for me. It's it's not about um, being the influencer. It's all about the business and and the vehicle for me, like it is for you yeah. with your book and everything that you have going on. So it's there's different um, you know there's different reasons for it. But I will say that my my children, my daughter. Has, now really into it so now she's got her own videos of how to do makeup and food and and i'm going because oh my can. gosh because and she, she creates can. these videos right. at 12 i'm but like how did plan? you edit this what, but what's what's the plan is it to monetize it is it to become verified is it to be more popular than her friends at, at 12 
That's an interesting question. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, she's a she's a she's a, a dancer, and so she's into just a lot of that. You know, she dances Creative, classical right. and point and all of that. So you got to be careful, what kind of dance. I know exactly. Well, it's, you know, I always say dance is a hobby, but not one on a pole. But anyway, okay, um, then. well, there's that. There we go. <laughs> Listen, talk about being authentic. I mean, yes. I just what you see is what you get. It's well, always I'm oh, always transparent. There, there's something to what you're saying, Steve, and that is and where the conversation began to Reagan. That is. You know, the traditional sources of. So when you are this or that or promoting this or authentically on your Instagram, fine, so be it. But then when the magazine does a story on you, when this media outlet, traditional media outlet does a story on you, then it it validates it in some way. It certifies it as, take a look, y'all. You guys take pictures of yourselves on the beach, but... Did the magazine take a picture of you and put it in their printed pages? That's a difference. Well, so it's interesting because I got approached by Forbes, and I can actually buy a membership to be published in Forbes. It's, it's Which changed. I said, like, this is ridiculous. Like, it, why would I do that? Why would I pay you right. to have the right to you to put, well, they want content. Right. I don't want to write my own thing in there. I want someone to write about me. Correct. Third party, like you sure. said. And so that that's really where, okay, look at me. I'm in... Forbes magazine, okay, oh, big deal. It's still, you know, it's not verified. So the the point I was trying to make in this particular instance is that it's really confusing. You should have a professional, and you should have somebody, and I totally believe this, that you are the sum of the people that you have on your team. And if you have a verified professional on your team, mm-hmm. you cannot lose. PR matters. You need PR. PR you need someone that knows how to tell your story and how to get it to those who are trusted sources thereof. It's, look at in 2020. You know we're just months away from there isn't a Walter. Wow. There, there, there isn't crazy. a there isn't a Walter Cronkite. <laughs> all right, there isn't a Walter Cronkite or a Barbara Walters who I grew the, up the, idolizing. Right, sure, but there there just isn't, and it doesn't help when the president, regardless of your politics, it doesn't help when the president's telling you factual things are false and false things are factual. Right. It doesn't help because then it becomes a complicated. The, the term fake news is such, and it carries over to public relations, marketing, advertising, with what's what? What what can I truly, honestly believe? Because no one knows how anymore to consider the source. Oprah just left 60 Minutes because she said she was being told you have too much emotion in your voice. In the way she said her name. Correct. In the in way she name. said her name, her Oprah. Right. Can you imagine? They're telling her, Oprah, how to say her name. She doesn't need the paycheck. Of course not. They need but, her more than she needs But that's an now. indictment of what's going on. I mean, that's it's, not genuine. They're coaching her to be something she's mm-hmm. not. I don't want to see that. I was, yeah. you know. There's one other thing I want to say that's really important, and that is we haven't talked about it, but it's crisis communication. And a lot of the clients, and and this is, you know, you put influencers aside and put some of these things aside, but I've handled many, many, many crises. Obviously, I can't share them because they're super confidential, but you talk about needing a strategy and navigating and understanding and working with, with attorneys and drafting statements and understanding what's going on. And so... Nobody ever wants to think about a crisis. I promise you, none of the clients that I've ever worked with want to think about it. It's mm-hmm. miserable. It's unhappy. We don't yeah. want to think about it. It's it's uncomfortable. But we have to do that. And I would rather know far enough in advance that, okay, this is coming. Or and, and a really interesting story is I had a client who finally listened to me. This was a few years ago. And I said, keep an eye on your socials. Keep an eye on your social accounts. Things will pop there first before sure. they even will get to the television station is calling right. and whatnot. So anyway, they flagged it to me. Hey, we're getting slammed mm-hmm. on all of our socials. And so we came up with a strategy. But in that time that they were slammed, I was able to do the interviews with 
this particular location. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even in South Florida. Find out what went on. By the time the TV station came calling, we had a completely different story from what we were ahead of the game and we were strategic. And believe it or not, now you can't, I mean, listen, this is one instance you can't always count it to get it cut out, but... Literally, I had a conversation with and the, the gentleman, the journalist wanted to go live with the story, and it was a terrible story, and it sounded like something that was terrible, that you would never want to support a business that did something like this. But lo and behold, very different story. And by the time I presented, because I had all of the facts and figures in front of me, by the time they ahead came calling. Ahead of the game, ahead of the story. Yeah, and it's, and it's strategic, it and, it's, and, it, and you have to be prepared. That's so. the key. you got to be prepared. Prepare for the things you can't prepare for. Yeah, Dory look, Ross, look President, <laughs> Dory and company, thank you for the time. Thank yeah, you. Awesome. We've, we've already gone two minutes over because it's been so interesting that it's just easy to do that. Steve, we don't tell anybody, to, uh, you know, hey, how are you, what's new, what's up. Small talk is nonsense. Instead, tell them something good like you've done. Here's Every something good. Episode Here's something really good. I had the opportunity to speak to over 300 hospice workers who worked for uh, Vitas Hospice, and uh, I built a keynote presentation for them. They gave me a standing ovation. I almost cried at the end. It was one of the more emotional. Well, the work they do is uh, unbelievable. irreplaceable. And I was uh, sent in to motivate and inspire, and they gave me they a standing you. ovation. They motivated and it motivated you. me. That's how funny so, how uh, that works. That is something really good. Thank Amazing. you, Ray Ross. Once again, the president of Ray and Company for the time. It was a pleasure, sincerely. Thank you. Always, indeed. And nice to see you as well. Steve, what do you say? Want to go for 65? Let's do 65. Let's do that. I Read like the book. It. Get the book. we got some good guests coming up, baby. It sounds great. It's good stuff. Hardcover, paperback, audio book. Listen to the podcast. It's all cataloged, as you know. Steve, social media. Uh, Steve Newberg, Josh Cohen saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. So long, everybody.